Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. Welcome to episode 14 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, I want to give you the why behind my new course, The Circle of Fifths Odyssey. Hi beautiful teachers, today I want to talk about the circle of fifths and in particular I want to share with you a new way that I've been using the circle of fifths in my studio this past year or so. But first, for those of you who aren't familiar, let me just explain what the circle of fifths actually is because this is taught in some parts of the world and not so much in others. So the circle of fifths is simply the pattern we get when we go up in perfect fifths. So we go from C to G to D to A, etc. around, and that creates this circle of fifths when we get back to C. This pattern means that we're moving up one sharp at a time, or if we go the other way, we're moving up one flat at a time. And it's a really convenient way to learn about various things because it also means that the tonic and dominant and subdominant are beside each other. And if you arrange the minor circle of fifths inside, you've got the relative minors of all of those as well. So it's a really convenient way to look at key signatures and their structure. Now, I didn't really know about the circle of fifths myself until I was probably about 18 or 19, which is incredible to me, because I learned all of the scales in this order. But I didn't realize what I was doing, and I never saw it in this circle format, in this format that looks a bit like a clock. And it really revealed a ton of stuff to me when I did, so I want to bring that to my students a lot sooner. Now, I've been referring to the Circle of Fifths for many years now in my teaching, and I actually put it at the top of my assignment sheets, which I use with older beginners, teen students, and adult students that I use with all of them. So they see the Circle of Fifths regularly. But the last year, I started thinking about a new way to reveal this to them. Because what I wanted them to be able to do was to see it as the magic formula or magic pattern that I saw it as. Because it has all these beautiful relationships contained within it. And I didn't get that, as I say, until I finally met it when I was about 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. So I wanted to reveal that magic to my students earlier. And I didn't want to do it by showing them the circle of fifth and explaining and pointing out all of the relationships. Sure, I can do that later and I can refer back to it multiple times, but I wanted them to actually understand it on a more intuitive level. And that's where I came up with the idea of improvising our way around the circle of fifths. 
Now, why improvisation? Well, to me, improvising together with another person especially can allow you to understand things in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. It can allow you to feel a key and the underlying structure and what scales are for and all of that good stuff. So it's not about reading a key signature, it's about feeling it. And that's really what I wanted for my students. Too many students, I feel, end up thinking that key signatures with lots of black keys in them are hard. And I felt that way too. But they're not, are they? Is G flat major actually harder than C major? No. In a lot of ways, it's actually easier to find your way around. It's certainly easier to find your way around than, say, A major, which has this huge mix of white and black keys. And it's more comfortable to play in than many other keys. But because we focus on reading, or at least I did growing up, I never saw it that way. Not for a long time, not until I started having to play tons of teacher duet parts that were all in the key of G flat. So I don't want my students to think that these black key key signatures, the ones with lots of sharps or lots of flats, are necessarily hard. They might be a little bit trickier to read in some cases, but they're mostly that way because students don't have the feeling of the key. And yes, they can get that using scales, but that's such an unmusical experience in many cases, the way we teach scales, and often students aren't really relating one to the other. So it ends up being this kind of fractured experience until it all finally comes together once they get to a certain stage. But they have to get to that certain stage. And if we don't get them to this understanding sooner, my fear is that they'll quit before they get to see how it all comes together and how everything fits into place. There still will be some things that they won't fully understand, but I think we can bring the process back that little bit earlier and make them feel what it feels like to play in a key and how these things fit together and how the sharps and flats build up and how they relate to each other and how scales relate to chords and all of that good stuff. So that's what my goal is with improvising around the circle of fifths. I want them to feel that black and white keys are all the same, that they all fit together and that one key signature is not completely different to another one. It's just another way to make music. It's another way to construct it. So how it works in my studio and how it works in the Circle of Fifths Odyssey plans is that we start with C major and I simply introduce to the student, okay, we're going to play an improvisation together in the key of C. And then I say, now what does that mean? And for different students, they'll give you a different answer here. It depends what stage they're at, but it also depends on the way they think. So some will immediately tell me, well, it means I play all the white keys, which is the answer that I actually want. But some will tell me it means I can play from this C to this C because they've only thought about playing a scale in that particular octave. And I say, no, you can play all of the keys as long as you don't steal mine, the ones I'm using for the accompaniment. So they come up with different answers, but eventually we land on the fact that basically just don't play the black keys. That's the solution. Everything else will sound pretty much okay. So we give that a go and they experience it. And then I say, now we're going to go to G major and do the same process there. Okay, what does that mean? Now, if they're familiar with their scales, they might immediately tell me, well, that has one sharp in it. Or they might show me the full scale or some other solution. But eventually we land on the fact that yeah, there's one sharp, F sharp, and we're not going to play F anymore. F is going to sound a bit yucky, a bit weird, or a bit off. So we try out G major, 
And often at this stage, they will play an F by mistake, which I actually love seeing them do because they make this face and they totally get how we're in that key and how why I have had them play F sharp instead of F. It's not just me telling them, well, these are the rules and do this. It's about them hearing it and feeling, oh no, I don't really like the sound of that. At this point, after G major, I'll ask them to look around the room and see if they can tell me what the next key is. Because behind us on the wall in my studio, we have a circle of fifths. So they'll look around and eventually they'll find the C and the G and conclude that D is going to be next. And we'll talk about the fact that we're going to add on a new sharp. I like to phrase it that way to make it really clear that they are not remembering all the sharps in every key. They are building on them. They're building them up as we work our way around the circle of fifths. So I'll ask them what they think the next sharp might be. And depending on their stage, I might show them the pattern on the piano of black keys because it hops between the two groups. If you play F sharp, C sharp, G sharp and so on, it hops between the two groups of black keys. And for some students, that visual reference is really handy and a really quick way for them to remember the order of sharps or going in reverse the order of flats. So we'll talk about what the next sharp is, add it in and continue. Now, the Circle of Fifths Odyssey plans build this up over 12 weeks. So we start off with just C and G and then we go to C, G, D and we go on like that until we build up enough that it isn't feasible to start at the very beginning. So we'll start and work our way through four or five keys each week. And that way they're building up this sense of moving between the different keys, what each one feels like and how it relates to the last one. And I find this to be a really useful and informative way for them to think about all of the key signatures. And when we get to the very end of all 12, then we'll do one whole session working our way through all of them. Of course, just doing a few bars or a few measures in each one so it doesn't take the entire lesson. But it's a super fun process. I have an audio clip to play for you now where we're using this process so that you can get a sense of how this really works in an actual piano lesson. So we're going to start at C major in this audio clip. And this is actually from a video which I shared in the Vibrant Music Teaching community. So if you want to check out the full thing and you're a member, you can find the video version there. But keep listening and you'll hear the audio version. And we'll start at C, go to G and then D. And I'll cut it there because you don't want to be listening to my entire lesson, but it should give you a sense of how this works. Now, just to note, this particular student speaks extremely softly. So we've done our best with the audio, but if you can't hear what she's saying, you can probably guess from my answers what she just said. Let's take a listen. Slide up there. Okay, we're going to start in the key of C. What does that mean? The C Yeah, don't use any black keys, right? Okay, let's try it out. So it basically means no Fs, 
F sharps instead. Right? Let's try that. F-sharp, C-sharp. Okay, I hope that gave you a good idea of how this works with an actual student. It'll go differently with each one, and that's part of the magic of improvisation, right? Now, as I started to build out this improvisation idea, I began to combine it with other stuff, stuff to complement their learning as we worked our way through the circle of fifths. And this is where the Circle of Fifths Odyssey plan, which is inside the Vibrant Music Teaching site, actually came from. So I started combining this improvisation basis, this journey through the Circle of Fifths, with other things like games, vamping or simple accompaniment exercises, scale fingerings and working on new scale patterns so that they're gleaning the most possible information from this and practicing scales while it's completely relevant to them and they get the point of it. And also working with technology with apps like MusicLock to jazz up the whole process of practicing these scales. So all of this stuff served to bring together everything, bring together all of the key signatures, play games with them, interact with them, search out the cadences, do all of this stuff in a planned out process over 12 weeks where they can see the big picture. It's not about G flat or F sharp major or E major or whatever being scary or about reading or about just scales and the patterns you need to remember or about chords. It's about everything, all of it together, the underlying structure of music. And of course, this is just major music, but it gives them a sense of how it fits together and that can carry through to the minor keys as well. As I've been doing these journeys with my students over the past year, I've really seen some amazing light bulbs go off, some amazing moments for them as they realize how this all works, what the point of scales is. It makes it completely relevant to them when they need to work on this stuff for exams or just because I say so or for a particular challenge. It makes sense to them why they're doing it, what it's for. Yes, it isn't just for improvisation, it's also for playing pieces and all of that stuff. But the improvisation just provides a great framework and a fantastic tool for figuring all this stuff out. 
I hope you'll give this a go in your studio and of course if you're a member you can catch the full course inside the library right now. So this is all planned out for you and sequenced with games and activities and homework suggestions and all that stuff so that you can work your way through this with your students. I'd suggest this is particularly fantastic if you have preteens or teens or maybe even adult students because of the pop chord progression elements that's worked into it. But really, it can be suitable for any student at any level. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about marketing. So if your student numbers are lagging behind a little bit this year, then you're definitely going to want to tune in for that podcast episode. I'll catch you then. Bye for now. If you like the sound of the Circle of Fifths Odyssey, then you can hop into the Vibrant Music Teaching community right now to get access to it. Go to vmt.ninja to learn more about membership and get in today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.